Welcome to episode eight of Hookers and Horses, Stories of a Prairie Family with today's topic, Dating Fails. With your hosts, Dana, that's me, my sister Tracy, and my cousin Ellie. Our hope with each podcast is that we bring a little joy and laughter into your lives during this time of isolation. So without further ado, here we go. Okay, so like, I think this is a funny story, but you know, sometimes I replay it in my head. I'm like, is it funny? Or I don't know. So I'm going to just like, t- I mean, I think it's funny. So <laughs> it's, it's like a combination of funny and tragic. Oh, so geez. here's what happened. I was working at the Forks in Winnipeg. So this would have put me at like, what age? Um, I'm going to go with like 25-ish. Oh, so long ago. Wait, where did you go Forks? And, huh? Where did you work at the Forks? Oh, well, there was this like sweet little, um, like, uh, it was like an apothecary slash, like essential oil, healthy. But I forget the name of it. Um, oh, and the, I, I remember like, that. I wanted to work there so badly that I saw it or I saw some like ad and then I called them from home and I was like, oh, are you, can I work for you? Like I basically called and said, can I have a job? And they were like, okay. And like I booted down there 10 minutes later and like the guy was so impressed with me. He's like, you are hired. So oh. I, loved, I loved working there. Anyway, um, that I was my first introduction to like, I got, there was like a little behind the bar where we blended essential oils and stuff. So it was like my, it was like the best. Anyway, next door or like across the hall at the forks in that like separate little building was this pool hall. And so, and it was really fun. And so I used to go in there on occasion to like get a snack or whatever. And then I, you know, you, you're working in a small little community, you get to know each other. And I was like, Oh, I think I like one of the guys that worked there. He was like really fun and super friendly. Like the friendliest guy on earth and everybody he talked to was like they were always laughing and having the best time and like he was like the guy that everyone just loved he was just like the life of every party super fun so I guess what happened was I got the nerve I was like I want to go see that movie A Time to Kill with um I want to say Samuel Jackson no no that's a James Bond movie I think no 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 no. All right. Never mind. It was about, yeah, it was Samuel Jackson. It was about the, the guy who, <laughs> whose kid got in like middle America got like, it was a black family and like the little girl got attacked and he like murdered the, it's the best movie. You guys, how have you never seen a time to go? <laughs> oh my Sounds God. It's amazing. And he, anyway, he goes and he, he seeks revenge. And then the whole court and Matthew McConaughey is his lawyer. It's like the best movie. Anyway, I decided I wanted to see that. So I called him and I, I called the guy at the pool hall and I was like, hey, um, do you want to go see this movie? And he's like, sure. I was like, oh my God, that was so easy. I'd like just ask someone on a date. So <laughs> anyway, we, he like picks me up. It was like, okay. And for the record, I've never been on a date before that. And I've never been on a date since then. Like I don't date. I'm like. You just like I'm, move in with people. I'm just pursued. <laughs> I don't ask people, I don't go on dates and I certainly don't instigate dates. So anyway, <laughs> I get picked up and like he's like full on like date, like comes in, meets mom and dad's like, yeah, we're going to a movie. And I was like, oh my God, this is so like traditional. And so we go to the movie 
And I'm like, okay, date's going kind of well. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Movie's over. Such a good movie. And we come home. Like, he drops me off. And I, I can't remember the whole, all the things. I just remember that I'm like, oh, this was like a really nice night. And, and then I go in the house. And for some reason, I came back. I think he was still sitting in the driveway for a bit. And I come back on the car. Like, I think to say, like, is everything okay? Because he was like sitting there. He's like, yeah, there's something I have to tell you. I'm like, okay. He's like, I have a girlfriend. <gasps> I was like, oh my God. What? I was like, okay. Oh, that's so awesome. I was like, okay. Well, <laughs> so I'm oh, yeah. hell. So anyway, I'm like, I want to be mad, but like he's so likable, you literally can't even get mad at this guy. But I was just like, what the fuck, man? So I was like, <laughs> it was so awkward. So anyway. I go, so you'd think that, that that was like the bad, that's what I'm saying, it was like funny slash tragic. So that was bad enough. But then I, the next day I'm like, I go back to work at the Forks and I'm telling my, my coworker and she's like the best. She was, we were really good friends. And I tell her what the hell happened. And she's like, oh my God, what an asshole, blah, 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 blah. No, no, it's not her. It's not her. Oh and my okay. God. <laughs> <laughs> no. so I say to her, like, I tell her what happened. And then for some reason, all these people from work, like a bunch of different workplaces were getting together at like someone's house. I know he, so I'm there with her. We're like sitting around a fire and he's there. And, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm getting more mad each like hour that passes. I'm like, I can't believe he did that. And so she's like, Hey, you know, starts talking to him. Oh, and also he was a huge drinker, which I learned as time went by. he's had like a couple drinks that night I'm like okay fine I could see it like taking the edge off it was all like awkward and then she says to him so hey like have you seen A Time to Kill I hear it's like a really good movie and I'm like oh my god and I'm like this is gonna be like so I don't and I'm like looking at her and I I partly wanted to be like thanks girlfriend for like you know having my back and also like it's just creating like the worst now his girlfriend wasn't there but he like gets up and walks away because he's like panicking, right? And so anyway, then then that that part of the night goes, he leaves, I go home, and I'm just like apparently turned psycho. And I like called him two hundred thousand times. And then but it kept going to voicemail, voicemail, voicemail. And I was like, oh my God, like, why am I psycho? Why am I so mad? Like, I don't even understand. But he, the fact that like he, he wouldn't even answer his phone, I was like, oh, he's not the nice guy that I thought he was. But then I learned again, because he had, because he used to drink enough, he was like at a party, like drinking 10,000 beers. Like his phone was just going to voicemail. It was like, he didn't really think anything of it. When he, I guess when he was, his phone was like finally back up and charged and whatever. Oh, I hope he, no, he listened to this. I was like, I hope he doesn't know, but he knows he did it. And I don't think he'd care. Um, he was like, Hey, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like I'm such a jerk and da da da. I'm like, yeah, kind of. But the best part is like, we oh skip ahead like some time. And um, he broke up with her. And like, he, we started quote dating. I don't even know what that means. But like we were dating. And he, he was in a band. And he wrote a oh, song God. about me it was like the best. Song. He wrote a song about yep. you. Uh, and I can't remember. <laughs> It was something about my smile because it was like it was like really no. wrong. I know. And then we dated for like a while, and then he cheated on me with some girl, and then like that was the end of the <gasps> Yeah. Oh my. Oh my god. Did he take her to a movie? <laughs> no. But the funny thing is, is I remember too. Like after that whole thing, 
happened and like I found out about her because I remember one time he was saying to me something like yeah I think she's so um, I think she's so incredible and I was like mm. the way you said that I wasn't like that's not the way you say like someone's awesome like I was like I think there might be something fishy happening there and he's like yeah like, so anyway that was that and uh, oh you know, my god friends, like like 20 years later um like we're even like Facebook friends and like you know he loved the fact is he that listening to this podcast what is he listening to, is he listening to this podcast while I, I continue to with you that's what I'm thinking like I don't think he would ever listen and I don't think you could deny like it was kind of a fun but it's but okay but even if he does listen you're not you're not naming any names so he might know but he nobody else would know it was him anyway so it doesn't matter tag him on the Facebook post Oh yeah, that I will not be tagging. But he, um, he loved the fact that I was like in a, in a Jewish family, and he like was obsessed about like learning about like all those things. So he just thought that was like fantastic. I was like the one Jew, Jew person he knew, and he just like yeah. But he's such a good guy. Like even to this day, like I do think like he's he just partied a lot and drank a lot, whatever. Like if you go back twenty years, like I was young. Like, yeah, that not, yeah, that doesn't like a matter. Terrible person. No, he just like he had a girlfriend. He, I don't know. Like it happens. But I, <laughs> oh my god, I worked at the Forks. But I also like I worked in the kitchen, so it was like super scuzzy. But there are some characters working at that location. Let me. T- there was one guy. Now I should also preface: we're kind of talking about dating, and I've been married for fifteen years, and I'm twenty nine. So moving on. But there's. I think I said this to you guys already, but like one summer I was like wrapping up my shit, my final shift at the Forks and I'm getting ready to come back to Toronto. And the guy says to one of my, my buddies says, Oh man, mm, if Elliot stayed here for one more week, we were totally going to hook up. And he's like, that's just not, well, that's not true. <laughs> Apparently this, uh, yeah. The guy at the Forks is telling everyone like that we were like so close to hooking up. I'm like, I don't even remember his name. <laughs> Well, to go three for three, I also worked at the Forks. Hey, where? I worked at, I don't even, well, it's probably not still there. It was Bridgeport at the time, which was a restaurant. Oh, wait, was it, with the patio? Um, was it like one of the patio restaurants? Uh, yeah, it had a patio. Underneath the fancy one? Mm, that I don't remember. I don't remember. Place. But I also worked there. I actually also dated a guy from there, as a matter of fact. He was a little bit younger than I was at the time I recall like I think I was turning 24 or 25 and he was like I don't know like 19 or 21 or something and I was like very old compared to him and his friends I do remember that he was a nice guy though actually too but but um but as Dana was saying like if we go back like 20 well more than 20 go back like 30 years like there was lots of um, clubs. I went to a lot of clubs. Mm-hmm. I d- also now I maybe did more dating than Dana did. I also didn't really date a lot. I did a lot of club hopping, and I have a lot of stories like about people in clubs, but like not so many dating stories. I really had to like go back in my wheelhouse to try to think of like some dating fails. And don't and don't get me wrong, there for sure were. I just couldn't remember one. But let me just tell you about one. So I was, it was in between, like after I graduated university and I came back to Winnipeg. So same thing. I was like 24, 25 or something. And I met a guy at, uh, at a club his, at the waterfront. It was the waterfront at the time, which was in the exchange district, which was the best club. Can I, and 
Anyhow, whatever. Like, are they called clubs yeah. nowadays, or is that like dating you? I don't know if there's. Are they called they're clubs? Discos. Huh? They're not clubs. What they're are clubs. they? Like, what do you think? Disco? Like, no, I don't know. Like, are they called bars? Or are they actually called clubs? Like, when you see went clubbing, no, a bar is a bar is a bar, and a club is a club. Okay. Yeah. The truth is, if I wanted to date myself, I would have said I was at a bar because we usually just right. call them bars. But I'm saying I'm saying clubs so that maybe the, the younger folk oh. that are listening could can relate. <laughs> so anyhow, so I meet this guy and anyhow, he, he was a Jewish guy and like he was nice enough. Like I'm not like he not to say that all Jewish guys are the nice guys, but he was like seemed to be a normal, regular guy. <laughs> Fine. I can't remember if we had gone out like on a date or two before this particular instance. Nonetheless, we must have. Anyhow, we were I, we were invited. We I was invited to a wedding, and um, it was a very um, you know affluent family um, in the city. And I was there. Mom and dad were already there. I don't Dana. I don't remember where you were in this particular point. You may have been at the wedding too. I don't remember that part. I just remember. We, I was invited to the reception. So I'm like in a, it's black tie, black tie, which I mentioned to him. I just want to say it's black mm-hmm. tie. I, you know, so he comes to pick me up and it's at the Sherazetic synagogue, which is like 10 minutes from our house. And he comes to pick me up and I'm in like a full cocktail dress because it's black tie. And he walks up to the door in like, like Chino, mm-hmm. like khaki pants Slap. and like a, bl- and like a blazer. And I was like, oh, no, 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 that's not happening. You can't, no. And on the top of it, I also want to mention, it's like pouring rain. So he comes into the house and I was like, what the hell are you wearing? You know, and he's like, well, you know, we said it was a reception. I'm like, I said it was black tie. Pretty sure I said it's black tie. So he's like, oh, well, what do you want me to do? I was like, well, I guess there's nothing we can do about it now. Like, let's just go. And again, it's pouring rain. So we go, we we get to the rush uh, to the sheriff's attic. We get to the parking lot and he's about to park the car. And I said, Oh, by the way, you are not going <gasps> in. You're just going to drop <gasps> me off. You're just going to drop me off. And You're I told so you it's black time. And, <laughs> and, and you are not coming in. This is, this is an unpresentable situation. Oh my God, not everybody has the nice to dress <laughs> But okay, if I told you who he was, he had the means to dress. He just didn't. And at the end of the day, he was a jerk, absolute jerk. But needless, he didn't come in. That was it. I was like, no, it's not happening. And I, they were like, I was like, I was not gonna walk in with this guy. Now, it would have been one thing had I been dating him for like a year. Like I literally, I think I'd met him. Like we probably went on one or two dates, and then I don't know. I guess I needed a date for the wedding. I don't remember. But I just do remember him being like, was no, there a date do not after this, this car, buddy. Like, like, did you see him ever again? Oh no, no, not in it. No, never saw him again. Like dating wise, and there were the very few instances in probably the the year or two after that before I moved to Toronto for good that like I ran into him in like different situations, and it would have been like, oh my god, look who's over there in the corner. Like I would have to make sure. That there was no eye contact. There was no like, no. That never ever rectified itself was, ever was again. Was he one of the boyfriends mentioned in Bill's wedding speech? Oh no, 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 no. He never made oh, it. That no, no. Far. But like, he sounds like one of the poor bastards who sh- who was brought up in that speech. Like, oh no, no, uh, no. 
he was just he was just not it was not good it was not good but um and then another one um I was thinking about another one and I was like already living in Toronto but clearly before I met Jeff so I was like maybe 27 26 27 and, and the place I was working at the time, I met a guy through there. And so he asks me out for dinner or whatever. I was like, all right, fine, I'll go for dinner. I, I don't even remember his name, not that I could, but I think he was a doctor. Like at that part, I think he was, anyhow, whatever, we go for dinner. I, I, I don't remember anything about the dinner being good, bad, or otherwise. Like I'm sure it was fine. And at the time I was living in an apartment um, at, on Roselawn at Bathurst and Eglinton, where basically half the city that I knew lived in that apartment. And for those who are old enough to remember Melrose Place, it was like living in Melrose Place. Dana lived there at one point. Uh, my very good friend Marav lived there. Like you could stand on your balcony and you could talk to 15 different people. There was a courtyard. It was amazing. But it was also like an apartment, you know, not the, the greatest, newest you know, with old crappy appliances and no air conditioning or whatever. And this guy says to me afterwards, he says, oh, well, you know, he has a house. And he's, I, I, I quickly established during the dinner that he's probably like 40. And I was like, oh, okay. So he's like, you know, oh, should we, you know, go out for dinner again another time? And I basically, I mean, I don't remember saying it exactly to him. Bottom line, we never went out again. And I remember calling friends afterwards to say, first of all, he's 40. <laughs> Second of all, he has a house, like way too mature for me. He's got way too much going on. I can't possibly be with somebody who owns a house. He's so responsible. Like, why isn't he going to a club? What's he doing? I was like, no, we're out. We're done. I can't. I can't be with somebody who's that responsible. And again, I was not 16. I was like late 20s. I was like, mm, no, that's not happening. And that was it. Never know what happened. Didn't know what happened to him now, either. Never, uh, never heard from now him Now, if like someone my age met someone, they're like, oh, I already have a house. We'd be like, done. Like, exactly. exactly. You ain't getting the house. Ellie, I love what you said <laughs> when I said that I don't date. And you're like, no, you just move in with people. <laughs> okay but I mean look no I you're right like I did that once yeah no, no, no. <laughs> I was gonna say that like Evan and I didn't live in the same city until we moved in together and then like a week later we got a dog and I called Lauren and Lauren went well you guys are breaking up <laughs> wait who did you move it what well, like, would you just move it? Yeah, because after I after I called off my wedding, I moved back to Vancouver, and I moved in with someone that I kind of didn't really know, like, didn't really know that well. But I knew, like, I knew in my gut that I knew it was the right thing to do. Like, but I knew, but I didn't. We hadn't like quote dated. But, I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. Oh no, I was just being sassy. Oh, uh, I thought you were basing that on. That on that situation <laughs> no, it's like where you don't date but you've had like long-term relationships so i assume at some point you just like walk into someone's house and was like honey i'm home right yeah. um yeah no i am um, so <laughs> i haven't dated anybody other than evan but there's like a there's like sorry so maybe you'll get a chance to date someone <laughs> or maybe you could say to him, maybe you could say to him oh i was just watch, like re-watching shit's creek yesterday for like yeah like 
because I'm waiting for it to end up be on Netflix. I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just watch the series again. And there's like that episode where David says to um, Patrick, like, you know, you've only dated one person. So why don't you just like go get out of your system and like date one guy and then you'll realize how amazing I am. Granted, they weren't like they weren't in your situation, but yeah. Yeah, I think I think Evan and I are fine. Like, I don't. First of all, first of all, dating right now is bloody terrifying. Yeah. Like, no. So if I were to be single, I would just like get a few more dogs, call it a day, open up a soup shop. I don't know. Like I'd be done. Like I'm not going to date, but there was like, okay, again, can't say names, but anyone in my family knows who I'm talking about. Cause this, this is a situation that could only have happened to Ellie. Okay. Winnipeg had a friend had a feeling he like had a little, a little crushy crush because again, I'm 15 because this is pre Evan. We went on one date and then I said, you know what? Best not go on a second. Cause I'm going to Toronto. I'm meeting Evan in person. Finally kind of want to see where that takes me. 13 years later, I have his child. So like it worked out great for me. The other guy though, we stayed friends. I'm going to, I need to give him a name cause I can't keep saying the other guy. We're going to call him Billy. So Billy, so Billy and I stay friends, but I notice that he's like a little touchier than most of my male friends, mostly when he's drinking. And then there was like one time that like Evan was in the same room and came into the party drunk and tried to like make out with me. So I'm like, mm, this is not a healthy friendship. This isn't the best, but I tried to ignore it. Cause I'm like, I don't feel like losing a friend. We're buddies. I have so few friends not the right mentality to have so like one like one time like he was like hey like it's my like grad from not med school like some like it was sciences or something he's like why don't you come and I'm like I love a good party why not he disappeared at one point he was very he was a drinker let me tell you speaking of drinkers like at one once Lauren had to like because he was also friendly with Lauren Lauren once had to like take him to his front door and explain to his mother, I'm like, um, your son is gross. Hmm. Once when he was like, once when he was drunk, he like, Lauren was like, I am taking you home. And he was like, not in your poor person car. It was like a Nissan. So like, I should have realized this is not like a decent human being. Mm -hmm. So again, like he's trashed. I drove him home from this. I, we'll call it a date because I didn't realize it was a date. Yes, it was. And he, and like, there was a picture of us. It was very promy. And he, and he's like, look at this picture. This is a great picture of us. My, my skin looks so clear. That must be why you like Evan so much more than me because he has clear skin. And I'm like, mm, that's not why. <laughs> that's what you want to say. That's what gets you through the night. Anyway, we move past it. I marry Evan. My dad makes fun of this poor guy in his speech. Trace, Trace, like, remember my dad said something like, oh, there's a guy in Winnipeg saying Kaddish right now? Oh, that's this guy. Okay. We okay. move forward. Never think to speak to this human being again. He did something that, like, super pissed me off. So I'm like, okay, no, no, like, friendship over. We're done. Anyways, moving on. I see he's engaged. I'm like, yeah, you're You've moved on. I know that I'm a hard one to move on from. I'm glad you did it. I'm working, I'm working at a shul event coordinator and, and I get an email from someone like a very intense mother of the bride. My, my daughter, you know, she's, 
that she's the first of her friends to get married. It has to be a great wedding. And I need this and this and this and this. And I'm like, oh my God, you're making me exhausted. Like at one point she called me, she's like, are you married? And I'm like, why? Yes, I am. And she's like, so, you know, when I say I have an aisle question, like, you know what I'm talking about. I'm like, no, I do not. She goes, we need an extra long aisle. I'm like, the room's only this big. So like, this is the kind of mother of the bride that we bought. And then I see that she's, she's CC'd the bride. And I'm like, oh, fuck. It's, it's, it's Billy's fiance. (laughs) I send a message and I'm like, God, I'm like, is your daughter engaged to Billy Cohen? And she's like, yes. Why? And I'm like, "Mm, old friends from Winnipeg. Anyways, I'm in an open concept office. Girlfriend walks in, like mother of the bride walks in and she goes, she comes up to my desk in front of everyone. She goes, so I told my daughter that you are our event coordinator and she didn't even want to talk about it because she says you and Billy have a history. And I'm like, what? <laughs> so now it's like, well, what has homie said that I've done? Because if anything, I've driven you home drunk 25 times. And then she looks in front of the entire office. She goes, did you used to hook up with him? And unfortunately for me, I can't hide my like, I can't hide my feelings very well. Oh, my phone. I can't hide my feelings very well. And I just made the most disgusted face. And I just went, ew, no. (laughs) So I went on a date with this homie in 2006. And it was haunting me until like a year ago. And then just so, so Brian learns to love me because my, I got my brother-in-law to talk to Billy and said like, clear this up I said like you got to clear this up like you need to tell the family that like Ellie was never interested in you and has been with Evan since you liked her so we had to go clear that up but the mother of the bride still hated me to the point that the bride was like oh Ellie I love your baking why don't you make a cake for my bridal shower and I'm like well this is crossing boundaries now so I waddled into her bridal shower seven months pregnant with the cake she's like oh i love it i love it this is amazing and the mother of the bride comes up to me and she's like so i guess you didn't even try to match the, the color scheme <laughs> but i'm so confused because i know i always have random questions about your story yeah my stories are, my stories are nonsense but i don't understand because the, the the girl didn't even want you to be involved and now she wants you to make her cake Oh yeah, because at this point I'm no longer her event coordinator too. And she's like, oh no, it'd still be and like and like, you know, the groom is like, you know, we'd still love for you to be the event coordinator. I know that my fiance would love to have you at the wedding. I'm like, no, she doesn't. Mm. Not even the tiniest bit. I'm not going to your wedding. And then Shira says, you know what's gonna happen? He's gonna see your face, he's gonna pull Ross and Rachel, and he's gonna say your name under the chuppah. <laughs> And that wraps up episode eight of Hookers and Horses Stories of a Prairie Family. Be sure to tune in to episode nine, Life of a Waitress. And be sure to text in any comments or questions or your wish to be a guest. For Hookers and Horses, peace out.